It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That's our cue to uh, talk. Dennis and Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Uh, it was football in the last show, yeah. back to baseball this show. Yeah, we're going to complete a trifecta of really fun guests this week. We've had two good already. Had Coach Manis on Monday. Had Coach Perkins on Wednesday. So... Let's, let's finish it off with a little baseball talk and uh, Coach Mike Rice from Cardinal Mooney. Yeah, uh, and this is going to be fun, and it's also going to make me feel really old. <laughs> so, <laughs> We were talking yeah. earlier in the week uh, with, with uh, Coach Rice, um, and, and I didn't realize that uh, we, we probably have seen each other long before this mm. at a Little League uh, ballpark, and, uh, yeah, uh, that made me feel really old, so – well, we'll we maybe we'll get into that a little later, <laughs> but we'll talk some baseball. And Mooney baseball was particularly good this year. They made it all the way to the uh, the state finals. But before we get into it, plug the golf outing. August 20th, the Elks, uh, what else, $85 a person. So get four people for a team. You sign up on the website. Check our Twitter. It's our pinned tweet on there. Um, yeah, August 20th, the Friday before football starts. We're going to have a lot of fun prizes uh, yeah, I think that's it. I've said it about every show. So, and I'm going to keep making yep. you say it every show until we actually do it, the event. Yeah, sign up. We still got some <laughs> spots available. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, joining us on the uh, show uh, today, uh, and uh, long overdue, we've got Coach uh, Mike Rice, um, Cardinal Mooney, one of the best-kept secrets in the area baseball-wise this past uh, season, and we tried real hard not to keep them a secret uh, <laughs> yeah. because a lot of talent, and I don't even know where to, to begin. You guys just kind of steamrolled through everybody this year. It was, uh, it was a fun time, and uh, you guys let the secret out pretty early. <laughs> we were, you, the, the podcast got pretty interesting. A lot of people were sending me messages about it. But, yeah, we uh, – as you guys know, we had a good pitching staff. We had good's good, an understatement. Yeah, I Jeez. mean, we, we the threw numbers strikes. were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, we threw we threw a lot of strikes. Uh, I'm a defensive minded guy. We played great D, and then you got kids like Rocco Camilo coming out mm. hitting gap shots everywhere. And, and once we started hitting it, uh, it took off pretty well. Well, let's before we get to this year, let's start off when you first became the coach at Cardinal Mooney. You didn't inherit a full cabinet you didn't inherit a cabinet at all you basically had to build this thing from scratch your first year you were lucky to fill out a lineup card let alone be thinking about a state championship yeah it was tough it was tough uh we had uh probably about 11 jerseys 11 uniforms a couple pairs of pants um yeah, we had some guys showing up at tryouts with jeans on. I went over to McAndrews. <laughs> I went over to Mike McAndrews, our basketball coach. I said, throw me some basketball players. I want to get, give me some base dealers, some athletes, whatever it was. And we, we put it together. It was tough. That was uh, five five years ago. This this was my fifth year. So, you know, COVID threw, threw right. me off. Last yeah. year would have been my fourth. I would have, the seniors and I would have so, had our fourth year. Right, so that was, this was only your fourth season coaching Correct. the team. Correct. That's a quick turnaround. Like, you hear stories like that, usually it takes 10-plus years, but in basically, like you said, the span of one high school graduating class, 
that's a really quick turnaround. Well, and, and this is the other point that's really important, I think, because there was a missed year there. Yeah. So you're getting it together. You're, you're like slowly putting the pieces, and you're thinking, okay, we've got a lot of momentum. And then all of a sudden they take a season away from you, and yet you guys come back this year and do what you did. Yeah, it was uh, that last year. So was that night 20 or 19? 20. The, yeah, the 2020 20. spring season. Those, those seniors I, I became – I think maybe even more close with than I thought because we missed that year. We kept in touch, and a mm-hmm. few of them went on to play college ball, which is pretty neat. One of them played – Nick Bastion plays summer ball with me still right now. Mm-hmm. So we got to have one final season together this year. Um, but, yeah, it was it was crazy. It happened quick. That 2020 team would have been tough. It would have been uh, it would have been tough. Our, our guys got better this year that moved on to the uh, 2021 season, of course, but uh, – yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that COVID season. Right, and with the COVID season, a lot of your big contributors were young guys, yeah. were underclassmen. So not only had they not played any varsity baseball, since they lost last year, they hadn't played any high school baseball, and they come in and do what they did. That's really impressive. Yeah, Ty, Ty Bodecker wouldn't have been on the team last year. He, mm-hmm. was, he was a starting shortstop as a freshman this season. So um, – yeah, Trent Rice, sophomore Blake Lutzky. Mm. Um, I'll probably forget some names here because I'm sitting here with you two gentlemen, a little nervous <laughs> on the old, uh, the famous podcast. Oh, you, but, oh, uh, you, you don't have to be nervous. Uh, two idiots like us. Can do this. <laughs> you're you're in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, you're right. Yeah, it the was, IQ in the room, especially baseball wise, <laughs> skyrocketed when oh, you walked geez. through the door. Hey, hey, I always say players play. I sit I mm. sit on a bucket or I have a little chair and I, I watch them throw strikes and play D. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it's it's it was a, a crazy run. It went from hey, you guys are doing a good job. You know, you're putting together a nice little program to. Stuck on sports going, they're going to go undefeated. <laughs> they're going to win it all. And I'm a nervous wreck sitting on my computer in my office listening to you guys going, oh, my gosh, we got to do something here. <laughs> well, you definitely did do something because, I mean, we didn't get to as many games as we probably would have liked to. But, I mean, Dennis, we'd look through the scores and it was just like, oh, Mooney. And it seemed like every week, oh, this kid just threw a no-hitter. Oh, no-hitter for yeah. this kid. Every week there was something new. Shutouts, kids with – 10, 12 strikeouts in a game. Yeah. And you were scoring at will, it seemed like. like It seemed like you were in double digits every game. Yeah, we we went we, – we talked a little bit about this the other day, but we would get up early, right? We'd score mm-hmm. two, three runs in the first couple innings and, and manage it from there. And um, it was fun, trust me. Um, you know, looking back on it, it would have been nice to – to make some comebacks, if that makes sense, or have to mm-hmm. fight back to, to get the lead. But, yeah, we, we did all three of it. We threw strikes, we played D, and we hit. And that's what I'd say pregame to the boys is do those three things and, you know, if the scoreboard takes care of itself. Yeah, I think we were talking about that the, the other day off the, uh, the air um, uh, adversity. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we feel like happened to you in the finals. Yep. Like, the kids had not faced that before. They're like, all of a sudden – what is this? Yep. We're not we're supposed to be ahead three nothing, not down three nothing. Right, right. And three I mean, to be blunt, man, I mean, three nothing may have felt like ten nothing. We didn't know, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was my first time there too, right? I'm a grown man, but I was in there going, Oh my gosh. And again, the Rocco Camitos of the world, we 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 sneeze and score three runs, right? Mm-hmm. And 
it felt bigger. It just felt bigger in that game. Are we really going there already? We're talking about well, that game I just, already. You know, it, it's the way the conversation <laughs> took us that, you know, there, there was kind of that snowball effect. Yeah, but yeah. that's the way your opponents felt. That, that feeling you had one time this season, that's the way your opponents felt every game against you. Yeah, I mean, we would, we would trot out Nathan Super. You trot out Lutsky. You got Tom Gill. And if we get up two runs, I was over there coaching third, like, all right, let's go play D. Let's, let's, we're done hitting. Let's go trot our pitchers out there. But it was, it was pretty fun. I mean, obviously, the end of the season, you would have loved to get the ring. But it feels like, at least from a media person's perspective, the first step in the building of a program, you had a really young team. You made a great run, and that's going to be a learning point coming next year because you, I assume there's going to be a lot of aspirations to make it back there, and I think you would be one of the favorites too. You're not going to be surprised if you get in that situation next year. Sometimes it takes that little step back, you know, as a coach, to make that big step forward, and – Oh, I guess the other point is about the adversity. The one game I think you had a lot of it in was the Liggett game. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. were coming into that game with a different mentality because no one thought that that was going to be a game at all. They end up being the D3 state champions. You're one bad call away from extra innings in that game. Yeah, that was a, that was a stepping stone for us. Um, what I saw out of our boys in that game was they thought they should be there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean – Honestly, we talked about Cardinal Mooney, small school from Marine City, and everyone's like, they should not maybe be in this game. And not our players did not think that, right? They were they were mad. They were mm. you know they were pissed, right, when we lost. And it was a scenario where they weren't just happy to be there. It was a stepping stone to learn how to lose mm. and uh, play in one of those tight games. We showed everyone that we should be there. You know, when we when we talk about teams in the area and we say, oh, they've got great pitching, generally we're talking about two or three yeah. kids mm-hmm. makes a great pitching staff in high school baseball. You were – it seemed like you were deeper than that. It just seemed oh. like you were five, six kids it's deep. Three aces. Yeah. If not more. We had three aces. and I'm, I'm not kidding you. We, we play at a high level in the summer. All these kids – uh, you go up and down our rock. I think we had eleven kids that play high level summer ball. Mm. Or we we had probably potentially had four aces. Uh, right. Trent, Trent Rice brings gas, and he stayed in center field all year. But we had you know Gil Lutsky, mm. super throws eighty four. Right, kid brings gas, and he was a junior. So, um, yeah, in Division Four with with that type of pitching staff, it was. Uh, Pretty cool. Well, I mean, all right, let's just go through some of the kids you mentioned right there. You say Trent Rice can throw gas. You don't want to take him out of center no. field. He takes away more outfield than maybe any other outfielder I've seen this last year. Like, he is one of the fastest kids in the area, bar none. So, yeah, you can put him on the mound, but what he does in center field defensively is just so incredible. The first game I did against Cranbrook, yeah. he absolutely hosed a kid, and I went, oh, that kid's got an arm. Oh, was that the play? That Was the was that the crazy play? With, yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was just weird, and it ended with him throwing a missile right to home plate and taking the kid out. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one where uh, Tom, his cousin, mm-hmm. Rice, Oh yeah! <laughs> threw, threw the ball to second. Nobody was covering, right? Mm-hmm. And 
Tom was coming over to the bench looking at me. <laughs> yes, Remember that? that? He was, yes. And he's like, hey, coach. He calls me dad, coach, whatever, yeah. whatever's going on at the time. What the heck happened in there? I'm like, go back. The ball is coming. <laughs> Trent crow hops, chucks a freaking strike to home, and he just literally, you know, didn't even have to move his mitt. Yeah. From like 300 feet away. And, and then now I never saw Trent play much baseball. I saw a couple of innings up uh, when you guys were in Lansing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen him play a lot of basketball. He's not the biggest kid on the no. court. Mm-hmm. So you don't associate that with this great cannon arm, but he really does throw yeah. clotheslines. Yeah, he uh, he's a mechanics kid, right, gets on top of the ball. That's what we focus on. I mean, a couple of those guys play for me in the summer, and like I said, a few of the other guys play <clears throat> high-level summer ball. And if you're in a good program, they focus on mechanics, right? Remember, mm-hmm. uh, what's the guy's name from – the Astros a few years ago, <clears throat> Billy lefty closer. He's like five ten oh, through one hundred and ten. Oh, yeah. um, but the mechanics, right? I mean, if you have the mechanics, you can do it. Is that Wagner? Yeah, Billy Wagner. Yes. Yep. So, all right, let's go to the next kid you mentioned. The first pitcher I saw for you was, was Blake Lutsky. Mm-hmm. Lefty, it throws hard enough, but he's never going to overpower anyone. But he paints the corners and his off-speed stuff. He throws it. I'd say. 50-50 with his fastball. You don't know what's coming. It could be 2-0. It could be 3-0, 0-2. You don't know what pitch is coming yep. with him. Yeah, a couple of our guys do that. But, yeah, he pitches backwards, as they say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 3-2 count, here comes a curveball or, you know, 0-0, whatever. Yeah, start off. count, change up. Yeah, start off the count with a change up and yep. then, yeah. If you watch, you know, I watch a ton of baseball and, um, you know, I love watching the catchers where they set up, right, and, if you watch Blake and you watch Tom Rice catching, where Tom's set up, Blake's painting it right there every time, and it's just it works out well. I got uh, this is a serious question. Did Tommy Gill give up a run? Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it seemed like every it, time I got a box score and Tommy pitched, it was a shutout at least, yeah. and there there might have been more than one no hitter. If he gave up a run, he would tell you it was unearned. <laughs> no no bullshit, he would. Um, he. Uh, well, honestly, I think he had a 0.4 ERA, and that's a kid that, honestly, like he's like a son to me. I've had him when he was a uh, freshman. Mm-hmm. Had, we didn't have JV when he was a freshman, so he sat on the bench, sat on a bucket with me, charted pitches, watch, watched, mm-hmm. and worked his butt off going from freshman to sophomore year. And, you know, that COVID year hurt him from – I guess well, I don't know how how you want to call it a recruiting perspective or right. whatever you want to call it, but um, good lord, he was when he pitched, no BS. I was sitting on my bucket, going, "Hey, do I have a meeting for work tomorrow?" Like it, it was, it was that well, awesome. In the semifinal game, the first three innings, who the batters he was facing looked like they were just confused and had no idea. Like that, if you want to know what a pitcher putting a batter in knots looks like. Go watch those first three innings of that semifinal game. Yeah, he just had command, and th- those kids were trying to guess, and they they looked foolish. I could say it now because he's gone, he's graduated. But Tom Rice calls all of our pitches, mm-hmm. and every time Tom Gill pitched, he said, "You're throwing the hardest slider you can throw on the first pitch of the game." <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Talk about pick, pitching backwards. Mm-hmm. You, you do that, and the, the whole game is different. You have no idea what he's going to be throwing. Based on the count, that's that's why he was successful. Um, we'll have to get into count later. Oh yeah, that's oh. your favorite question to yeah. ask the baseball 
coaches, and since you play with, with the 1-1 one, one count. You I was going to say, you guys are going 3-2, aren't you? you yeah. yeah. Two, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But um, Nathan Super is the, is the other super arm that you yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, he he is a gamer. He's a he's a corner infielder. Um, throws super hard. I think you guys saw him pitch in the state finals, um, and he can hit. He's a uh, he actually transferred in from from De La Salle. Mm-hmm. That was the COVID year, so he didn't play. So he could play right away, um, and, and he'll be back. Great kid. He's actually looking at a few uh, D three NAIA schools next year. So he's gonna pick his you know have his choice on where mm-hmm. he's gonna go play ball. Plays at a high level in the summer. Um, good football player too. Uh, trust me, I'm pumped. Pumped to see what he's going to do next <laughs> season. Uh, I'm I'm happy to hear that uh, Cardinal Mooney could steal away somebody from De La Salle. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm tired of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I went to Notre Dame and Harper Woods, so he, us <laughs> us and De La Salle, right? So, uh, old Donnie Dianata still gives me nightmares. <laughs> Just hearing that name puts a shiver yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, um, lots of hitting too. You you've mentioned Rocco a couple of times. So tell us about Rocco Camino. It's it's probably biased, but he's the smartest smartest hitter I've ever coached. And that's no offense to any kid I've coached over the years, but he would literally set up pitchers. He he would set up pitchers to throw it again, and he would and he would rake it. The harder you throw, the better he was. Again, he's gone now, so I can say this. You mm. trot out someone throwing 60 miles per hour, he's going 0 for 10. <laughs> you trot out someone throwing 90, and he's walking up there like Jose Canseco or, what, you know, <laughs> insert whoever, Don Mattingly, and he's the he's best hitter I've ever ever coached. Yeah, it's it's really funny, but you, you can speed a bat up, but it's really hard to slow yeah. a quick bat down. Yeah, I'm, I can't believe I'm bringing up the state finals again, but <laughs> that's exactly what happened. We talked about it the other day that the lefty they trotted out there had a straight change, and Rocco probably saw nine straight change-ups. And he knew it. He knew it was mm-hmm. coming, and it's just tough. But, yeah, best best hitter I've ever coached. All right, little little power in Ryan Trombley's bat? Mm. First time we ever have one like that at Cardinal Mooney were – you know, you're down two runs, you're down a couple runs, and there's mm-hmm. some runners on, and I'm at coach in third going, we could get a knock here, right? We could we could get back into this with one swing of the bat. Right. And you guys will see this. He was only a sophomore. He's probably one of the better teammates you'll ever see. You have no idea if he's 4 for 4, 0 for 4, if we're down 10, up 10. The kid's 110 miles per hour. Um Opposing coaches have no idea what the guy's talking about. All he's constantly chirping, constantly. They're like, they'd come up to me and say, "Is that kid okay?" I'm like, he just loves it. He freaking loves being out here, and that you're just gonna have to deal with it because he plays third. Right. So, so third base coaches come up feet. and go, "Is that kid, what is what's going on?" And then we dye our hair right for the playoffs. Right. These kids, and he looks even crazier. But he's awesome. He he's definitely a, a, a captain on the field, whether he's named one or not. He's one of those kids that's just a captain. Kind of yeah. sounds like beating, except for the power part. Yeah. Well, Just the crazy part. Well, the mustache, too, right? I mean, that thing is tremendous. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. People either absolutely love it or hate it. No one's gone. That's an all right mustache. Oh, yeah. It's one or the other. I'm just used to it. Yeah. 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 That's all I'll say about it. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time to, to pay some bills, take a break. We'll come back. We have more to talk about. And yeah, we, I have a feeling all these segments are going to go a little long, but that's a good thing. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, 
the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change anytime. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. 
Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. See, th- these are the neat things. This is the stuff you learn off the air. Yeah. So, oh, Coach, yeah. Coach Evans. Oh, yeah. Coach you know. Ev- yeah, Coach Evans is a mentor to me. Still scares the crap out of me every time <laughs> I see him. He, co- he coached me at uh, Macomb in – was 95 96 with Ernie Witt and Tim McConnell who you might know from mm-hmm. the area but uh yeah we play Richmond every year and every year I'm in, even when I'm giving science coaching third and he's over there <laughs> staring at me I'm like hopefully I'm doing this right I don't know, he's gonna make fun of me I'm doing he's, something wrong but he intimidates so the crap out school. of me it's he, he I mean obviously well, he he's makes had me some nervous cuz every time I walk in he calls me Mr. Stucky. Oh yeah. And it's like Ugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I'm just so used to everybody just calling me Stucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Stucky. I am Mr. Stucky every time. Uh, and then he'll go, "How's your brother?" and I'll go, "You know he's an idiot. What are you asking me for?" <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway, so obviously we've gone over how successful of a year you're going to have. Before we finish off on this year, I do have to give you a little crap. Before, after the districts, talking to Coach Rice, you know, hey, what's what's it looking like? Oh, you know, Lenaway Christian's going to be really good. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a brawl. We get back, check, 10 nothing, five innings. All right. Guy, <laughs> there I'm go. telling you, they were good, man. I'm telling you, you that, ju- kid, that kid came out, that lefty, is going mm-hmm. to Hillsdale. He was hitting 85. He was throwing 85. Just jumped him and they couldn't <clears throat> recover? He ran into Rocco. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, that it was just funny. You're, you're so, oh, this kid's gonna be really, and then ten nothing five, and he's like, all right. Now he's I'm like he's slow rolling. Me. Any, anybody that knows me the night before the game, no matter who we're playing, I am a complete mess. I am a mess. <laughs> if it's and then in the game, if it's three nothing, seven nothing, it feels like one nothing to me. So. I'm, I'm just going to go at the – what are we calling it? The Super Regional or, or – I hate yeah, the way they do that. that yeah, the, the format's dumb. You play yeah. your regional, then the regional final and quarterfinal, which, by the way – Do you get a trophy yeah. for both? Okay, so I got a story for you. So two two years ago, we beat Shrine, who's like our rival, right? Good, mm. they're, they're good friends of ours, right? We want to kill each other on the field, but, we you know, we're close after. And we beat them in – I'm already getting confused. The regional final, okay? So and the first game on that yes, Saturday. Yes, we get a trophy. Yes. Parents are, like, trying to come on the field and take pictures, yeah. and I get it. And then here comes uh, Summerfield on the field. All black uniforms, six foot five, you know. And they, <laughs> they whipped our ass, and they went on to win the whole thing. We didn't get to celebrate a regional. We just lost right, right like away. Right, like you win your regional, which – I have to assume that was probably if not one of the first, if not the first. Yeah, I think Mooney. it was one of the. I think it was like nineteen. I'll get punched by a couple of the Mooney grads, but I think it was like nineteen ninety nine was the last. So okay, time. the first time in two decades, and you have to go on and play another game, and you lose, mm-hmm. and you have the trophy, and you're like, 
okay. Yeah. Like, that's such yeah. a weird setup. Like, yeah. Anyway. So, this year, I know when we looked at, like, the coaches poll, the preseason one, you had some hype to you. But, again, you, 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 the last season you played, you played for a quarterfinal, so you were good. But going into next season, you played in a state championship, and like we said, steamrolled your way through the playoffs. Here goes stuck on sports yeah, again. Yep. I'm just gonna You're going to have the target on your back. I don't think – Hey, we couldn't, we wouldn't exist, and you'd still have that target oh, on your gosh. back because of the performance you have and all the returning talent you have. How do you shift that mentality from being the hunter to the hunted? Um, we did it this year. I decided to promote it. Mm-hmm. Right? Some coaches, I don't care about rankings, whatever. And who knows mm-hmm. how they mm-hmm. all happen? Right. So I decided. I called McAndrews, and you know who's, you know. I'll say nice things about Mike here now, but we rip on each other all the time. One of, one of my good buddies, you know, it's, he's a mentor to me. He's been doing it forever. And I said, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to embrace this thing. So, you know, day one, I said, let's, let's put it on our back. We got to play the right way and let, let's see what happens. So I'm, it's going to be my, that's going to be my thing. We're just going to, we're going to go after it. I'm not going to ignore it. We're going right. to own it and let's, let's go after it. Uh, when we were talking about you guys, there are still a couple that, that uh, we didn't – a senior, Anthony DiGiuseppe, mm-hmm. and wrote his name down a lot this yeah. year. Oh, with yeah. N- big numbers. Yeah. Yeah, we have like the uh, – I, I would joke with, you know, the, the guys making the announcements, you know, during the games, and it's like we have the – we have the maf- we have a couple Rices and the Mafia, right? You got DiGiuseppe, <laughs> you got Camito, you got Iadisi. Um, Anthony can fly. You were talking about Trent. Um I almost had to like keep them separated, right? Because they would run into each other. Anthony could run, he could hit, um, and he was a kid that was, you know, a four-year, four-year varsity player. He played second base for us initially, then played center field, moved him out, and when he got that, when he he batted leadoff, right? So he'd get that hit to start off the game, mm-hmm. and it was gangbuster. Certain games where he'd get that hit, I'd look, and the bench just knew it, like, we're going. We're going after it. Speaking of that, well, you go ahead. I, I don't know if you had any more no, questions. No, go, go the ahead. Ben, the bench that we had this year, Nick Garcia, I think you saw him in some stat lines too, mm-hmm. hit a home run this year um, in our first Catholic League game. He was a junior player that could potentially have started on many other, you know, teams in right. the league and we were just a little bit stacked up this year he was the lead he was a starter on the bench I know it sounds cheesy but he got our team going all game long in every pitch so I just thought of that right well there. I mean you see things like that that's usually a lot of teams that are playing for a state final are like that like you can have all the talent in the world we've talked about this the last couple of shows all the talent in the world but if you don't like going to the ballpark, you don't like who you're standing next yep. to, you're not going to play as well. Where on the flip side, you might have a little less talent, but you play with the people next to you, you play with the person hitting behind you, you're going to outperform your talent level. Yeah, it, it was Nick was hilarious this year because he's the, probably the second fastest on the team beside you know behind Trent in so catchers don't run bases generally speaking right, right? so tom rice is our catcher he would end up talking to tommy like dude you're over three get it <laughs> i gotta get in the freaking game like he embraced his role nick did you know tom would get a few hits and then nick would get in the game and change the game on the bases so it was pretty cool well i this i do know from the stat lines that we get from mooney you love to run 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are not bashful about taking nope. the bases. He's got that Ricky Henderson mentality <laughs> yeah. of the 80s. How, how Let you, it ride. How, you see me. How do you think I got in games? <laughs> I played college baseball. I you know, weigh 145 pounds wet, so I can play D and I can run, and I like to put pressure, you know, put pressure on on other teams, right? Get on base, you run, see what happens. So many things have to happen, right? Pitcher's got to throw a decent pitch. Catcher's got to catch it. Catcher's got to throw Second mm-hmm. baseman's got to receive it, so see what happens when we're stealing bases. You know, and, and the the game's changing so much, and, and thankfully not too much at the high school level yet. But as you go yeah. up, it's all about power now, uh, and teams don't run as much as they used to. Nobody can bunt anymore, oh my uh, mostly because they don't know how. Right, right. Um, but, but you strike me as being more of you want your kids to be able to do these yeah, things. Yeah, and I, I do it in the summer. You should see summer ball. Go out watch a summer game. No one's bunting. I mean, man, man on second, nobody out. We're moving a guy over to get to, you know, third base was less than two outs. And no one does it, and it's e- it's easy, right? Compare, I can't hit a ball over a fence. Can You, you know, it's hard to hit a ball over a fence. And – Bunting, if you do it the right way, is the easiest thing in the world to do it. And it puts pressure on other teams. So. Yeah, and, and that's that's the other thing because the, I think the easiest way to score is to let the other team throw the ball around. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. it's, it's boring as it sounds, make the plays a good baseball team. It's probably a boring baseball team, at least defensively. Yep, 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 yep. Strikeouts are the worst thing in the world. Just make contact and so many things have to happen properly. So – this has been kind of a theme with Cardinal Mooney. You look at Coach McAndrews and the basketball schedule, and you look at your non-conference schedule in baseball, you guys don't shy away from competition. I mean, just looking real quick, you see teams like De La Salle, uh, Chippewa Valley on this, Richmond teams. You're punching above your, your enrollment basically any game that's not in the Catholic League. And even in then, there are, a lot of those teams are bigger than you. Yeah. I have a, I have a saying with the boys that it's not football, right? I mean, we're, if I go play if I go play Richmond in football, maybe someone could get hurt, right? Big mm-hmm. big strong kids. I mean, it's still just baseball, um, and it gets us uh, gets us ready. Just gets us ready to go against the shrines of the world, and you know, gets us ready for the playoffs. And I think this year coming up, it's probably going to get even crazier on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, a few years ago it was. Who is this? Who you know? I don't even know who you are, Mike, right? Or who's Carla Mooney? And I'm like, hey, we want to play, and you know, go fly a kite. It doesn't do anything <laughs> for us. So now, you know, it may, it, it's it's gonna get. I want these guys to be ready. I mean, this was a crazy experience this year, making it that far, and you know, we'll play Richmond again. Or you know, probably play Letson. I don't know if I'll be able to handle seeing him on the sidelines. Because <laughs> that was something else we learned that you guys yeah. were teammates. Yeah, yeah. Darren Letson is. Uh, He's a great, great guy. I wish he was in this interview right now so I could rip on him because it looks bad if I'm ripping on him now. But he, he's <laughs> oh, a great guy. We'll, we'll talk to him in a couple weeks yeah, of he'll football. Get, he'll he'll oh, get great. a chance to uh, sound yeah, back. And we'll, and we'll give him a rebuttal opportunity. Yeah. So, Well, if that's the case, I'll say it now. Straighten your hat out, Darren. You wear a crooked hat. <laughs> You're such a pure lefty. Straighten your hat out. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, let's, you know. Keep keep the rivalries going. Yep, uh, oh, yeah. it's 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 good for you. All right, so uh, you look at your lineup and you you know what certain guys are going to give you. Who was that guy that was a surprise to you this year that you didn't know you were going to get what you got? 
It's got to be the freshman. I mean, Ty Bodecker. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Ty's father and I played with Darren back in college for Scott Evans, and uh, I knew he could play. And, you know, this year with COVID, we had an opportunity to play fall ball, and I got to see kids way more, right, than that two weeks before the season starts, generally speaking, how it works. Um, and I'd lean on my brother a lot, who's not on the staff, but we coach together mm-hmm. in summer. And I said, listen, freaking Ty can pick it up. Like, he can pl- – this This is what I am, a defense guy, right? Make those plays at short, it differentiates the game. Even if you go for four, make your plays at short. And he picked it up and picked it up and kept working at it. I watched him a little bit in the summer and – that that's the biggest that was my biggest surprise and honestly potentially our biggest differentiator this year with having that defensive shortstop like him well yeah and again a freshman so yeah. you know he's only going to get better you have i mean how many sophomores were on this team it seemed like half your starting lineup was sophomores or freshmen yep now i guess the the flip side of that is sometimes in high school you see these kids make it up there and then they get complacent. Oh, this kid had a huge breakout sophomore year, and then he graduates, and you go, "Oh, I guess his sophomore year was his best season." Right, right. I guess how do you how do you keep the kids hungry? I mean, I'm sure being one game away is should be motivation enough. Our guys have a little bit of that. I don't know what the right term. Kind of like that red ass mentality, where mm-hmm. like we're at Cardinal Mooney, and people still, you know. I'm proud of it, right? I'm very proud of what we've done, and, and I'm proud of the school. And people still look at Cardinal Mooney like, hey, it's just Cardinal Mooney. And our guys don't like that. And Ty Bodecker is going to come back better, I can tell you right mm. now. And, and a lot of these guys – I again, I did the, the prototypical coaches thing when we got smacked around in the state finals. I made them watch. These guys are dogpiling, you know, on the field, winning, holding up the trophy. Mm-hmm. And I did it. I, I didn't think I would be like that guy, but I said, watch these guys. Watch them celebrate. And they didn't like it. They freaking pissed at me for doing <laughs> it. But So I think that's what's going to help. No, but you want them to want that. Yeah. yeah. You you want them to have somebody look at them celebrate next year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, well, and you mentioned the, the, the kind of the, the mentality you have. I guess you because you're kind of on – uh, uh, you're kind of in your own planet. You're not close to any of the schools in your league. I mean, who's the closest one? Parkway Christian? Yeah. That's a half-hour drive for you guys. I mean, yes, you are local here, but really for a while, a lot of teams like Mooney was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but So you're kind of not – you're in between two different places and with your league. Yeah, because you're not a traditional power in any of those leagues. You're not a Liggett that people know about and – Maybe they I, – I don't know. It's, it takes a long time to earn that – be that brand team that we've talked about on here before. So, yeah, that, that's a big motivation, the disrespect factor, I guess you call yeah. it, the yeah. Mark D'Antonio. Yeah, yeah. I don't like throwing on it. So you hear it way too much. And, oh, we're yeah. disrespect. It's just – we're red asses, man. Yeah. We're, at, we're little guys at Cardinal Mooney, and, it's, again, it's not football, so we can, we can go fight whoever <laughs> we need to fight in a baseball game, if that makes sense. 
Makes sense to me. We'll uh, take a break, and we got one more segment with uh, Coach Rice, so don't go away. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Grand at Boulevard Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beeden, and Mike Rice, head coach uh, at uh, Cardinal Money for uh, baseball, state runner-up. I know that doesn't sound as good, but still proud of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you should be. Still the first time in school history you've gotten that far. So I'm, again. St- I'm proud of it, and for a few weeks I didn't even know what we did. Now I'm finally settling in going, holy cow. Yeah. You know, what do we do? And again, it feels more like a building block than a culmination. Like, it's just the opening stanza. It's not, hey, we've worked. Because, you know, some teams you get and you're like, this is our one chance. You see, you got 14 seniors on the team. You're like, this is our chance. I, you're going to have a sustained Brady program. is not letting up on putting pressure on us. No, he's, he's that way. No, but, hey, like I said, whether I was here or not, you made it there. There's pressure on yeah, you whether, yeah. whether my big mouth says anything <laughs> or not. Because it's my job to know these things. You uh, only in the entire Blue Water area, so St. Clair, Sandlack County, only four programs have made it to the finals in baseball. Northern once, St. Clair once, Richmond twice, and Marine City Cardinal. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, baseball, it's – Coach Evans beat us, huh? He's there there twice. He's there twice. twice. He's come up short both times. We actually only had one state champion in baseball. That was St. Clair with their ridiculous team with, like, five pro athletes on it. When was that? 11. 2011. Okay. Had, so that's Jake Cronenworth oh, okay. and yeah. Tyler yeah. Mott and those guys. Joel Seddon, Seddon. Jared Toby, who's pitching in West Michigan. Carroll. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Carroll, who's the bullpen catcher for the Tigers. You have um, Mott, who's the playing for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. National League All-Star Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. Like, okay. It's been fun to watch him, I'll tell you oh. that. It's just like he just does something. <laughs> He's like, oh, hit for the cycle. Yeah. Oh, struck out Mookie Betts. Oh, hit a 450-foot bomb into the <laughs> yeah. bay. My, my brother's a huge Michigan fan. He's, apparently, he was an awesome pitcher, too. Huh? Yeah. At, yeah. At Michigan. Closer, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was their closer. Yeah. And it's just – it's fun to watch. But anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> but let's uh, – I'll throw this question out, unless you have something else before we get into this. But it's the question I like to ask yeah, every no, baseball coach. The, starting with the one-on-one count in the Catholic League. Yep. You play with it, and obviously in non-league games you don't. As a coach, do you like it? What don't you like about it? And do you think it should be either abolished or implemented universally? So I I may be the wrong guy to ask this because I grew up since fifth grade playing with the 3-2 count. So when I was at St. Isaac's, even back in the late 80s, we were 3-2 when your brother was like, throwing Mike Lane out of games back in, <laughs> back in the day. But I love it. Throwing everybody out of a game. Yeah, and, and again, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's safer on the arms. The Honestly, I don't want to get home at 9 o'clock at night, right? I mean, <laughs> Oh, for us, it's awesome. I did your doubleheader against Cranbrook in like two hours and 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's safer on the arms. And honestly, I don't see, I don't see any problem with the adjustments that need to be made by the pitchers, you know, you, mm-hmm. you you assume, hey, Tom Gill's been playing a three-two count, right? Now he's going to state playoffs and he's got to do four-three. I I didn't I don't see any problem with it. That would be my only, I guess, mm-hmm. concern if you want to call it, is getting used to it quicker. But right. the count when we go to the playoffs, man, it seems like that count is like five more pitches than just two more pitches from a batting perspective. 
Do, does it make hitters more aggressive? Like in oh, Catholic yeah. League games, does it force kids to come up swinging? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It ruined my college career for sure. <laughs> Ask Scott Evans. I couldn't hit, right? I was out there just hacking away. It does. It, it does yeah, I guess that could be the negative thing, right? Like it, as far as your approach at the plate, you're we you, you got to go out and hack, right? You got and you got to throw first pitch strikes as you want to anyway, right. but you got to go out swinging. And we we kind of stick to that theme. I don't like changing things in the middle of the of a season, so we stick to it when we get to the state playoffs. Is hit the strikes, right? So I guess the only problem that we really have with it, I think either way, like we see the positive and negatives is just let it be everyone get to decide because that's the one thing we didn't get is like that other leagues can't do it and it's only in the catholic league like for non-league games if someone's playing a saturday doubleheader let them use a one-one count yeah that 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 was the only thing i think the only yeah issue i we just had. i i'd like the rule to be universal then nobody can complain yeah nobody can say well, we're a public school, and my pitchers have thrown 200 more pitches this year than his pitchers have, and that's unfair when we play them in the playoffs. That makes sense. That makes sense. I was curious to hear what you get, you know, what what the the negative sides were. But again, my, my I've heard. Don't they vote? Do don't they have From like what we've votes? been told is that the Catholic League has been grandfathered in. They are the only ones allowed to use the 3-2 hmm. count. Interesting. I, again, I don't know that for a fact, but the people that have told us are people we trust. So it's looked at as more of an advantage for the Catholic right, League. I always thought it was the other way around. I don't know. I, I mean, know. I guess you could frame it that way, like you said, with hitting. But think about it pitching, especially, okay, you don't on a year you don't have four aces. You yep. have one guy you lean on. You get through a game. I mean, you've had this year. You can get through game in 60, 70 pitches. Yeah. Where basically with a full – with a normal count, it's hard to go a complete game under 100. Yeah. Extrapolate that over an entire season, come the regional finals, you've probably th- put a little more wear and tear on one of the arms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. That's very, very interesting. I never really dug into it too much because, like I said, I grew, up, I grew up with it. Yeah, you're right. just it used doesn't to it. It's seem, just the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a buddy of mine um, – He's in the Roseville district, and he just looks at me like I'm scum because of the three-two count. Like, <laughs> close friend of mine, you know. And you know what? The other thing is too is like state records too are kind of. Uh, we we can probably you could probably have a whole show about that, but you know you get all these strikeouts and low ERAs right. on the three-two. But again, I grew up with it, and I, I like it. Hopefully, I'm not. Hopefully, I'm giving you the answers you're looking for. Well, I mean, again, I don't think either of us have like like we need it or we don't. I like it. I think teams should have the option to, again, especially in non-league games, because, you know, a lot of teams don't go six, seven deep pitching, and you want to get some of those bench guys in on the weekends. Mm-hmm. No reason to kill your arms in, in what turn out to be me- not meaningless, but they don't count towards the right. conference standings. Let uh, uh, a Marysville versus... Yale game, have a 3-2 count, get it over with quickly, and like you said, get on with your Saturday, yeah. too. Who's saying no to it? I, You know what I mean? Like, if this, Marysville's yeah. playing St. Clair, what if both coaches say, hell yeah, let's go 3-2? I, I don't know. I yeah. I guess that would fall on the umpires. Yeah, I guess you got you to get it past the umpires then at that point. Right. I, I, I don't know how that works. I'm just for uniformity. Like, okay, we have 11-man football and we have 8-man football. Mm-hmm. They don't play against each other. Right. They're separate. 
Yep. Um, and I don't want to separate the Catholic League from everybody else. Yep. But I, I just think there should be uniformity. We, we, we should do it one way or we should do it the other way. And I don't particularly care which way. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's all. That, yeah, that was my thing with it. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back in a couple of weeks, and I'll have some better. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> dig about, about dig it. into this a little bit more. Yeah, because like I said, it's just. Uh, like I, I, I really as like a fan it. and a broadcaster, I do like that it speeds up the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. that part of it, I, I actually I love. Mm-hmm. But when like you get into it and people make their arguments, I think everybody has valid points. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like I think it does affect the way you would doing at bat mm-hmm. especially if a pitcher's throwing strikes you've got to be up there looking for the first pitch that's over the plate yeah. to take a hack at it you can't be up there taking pitches working counts right doing things like that and then i can also see the argument that well you know if a kid's made all of his starts in the catholic league he's throwing less pitches yeah. than a kid who's been pitching for we, a public school we played uh so nick capaferi is the head coach at uh lutheran northwest mm-hmm. we played summer ball together grew up grew up together and we played each other, I think, four times this year. And one of the – I forget if it was at his place or whatever. I'm like, hey, let's do 3-2 count. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You're already cheating, Rice. Like, <laughs> so we did. We did a 3-2 count. I don't remember who was batting, but um, one of our guys swung and missed. And I put the bunt sign on for the next pitch. Bunts it foul. And Nick's like, all right, good job. I'm like, no, he's still up. He's, you know, because you can, you get two, right. two bunt attempts, right. right? I forget what the scenario. Yeah. Either way, it was the yeah, two yeah, bunt that's attempt the weird, scenario. That's another weird quirk about it. Is he just about lost his mind? <laughs> just about. And he's a competitor. I mean, he's a guy that comes over on a Friday night. We watch, you know, have a, have a soda together, or whatever. And he lost his mind. He goes, <laughs> "You freaking Catholic leaguers!" You know, it was, just, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah, because that was something I, I don't remember. It might have been your Lake game, but. I actually the first time I did it I didn't realize it was three two and then I knew it and then you saw someone go to bunt with two strikes I'm like okay I think they get another one it must have been Liggett right yeah. Samini bunts like crazy yeah I'm like okay there's a reason why they're laying down a bunt with two strikes they're not just doing it they're not just rolling the dice on that yeah yeah I don't know why people are so afraid to bunt with two strikes anyways yeah it's a bunt right square right. around do it right and get yeah. the ball down let it hit your bat it's real simple. <laughs> So, I guess as we start to wrap this up, I know you obviously have a good relationship with Coach McAndrews at Cardinal Mooney. It seems like a pretty tight-knit group. You have a lot of multi-sport athletes. Yeah. And baseball is one sport that I think more than most can fall into the specialization trap. And you have a lot of multi-sport athletes. Just talk about as a coach how you like that and how it benefits you. All right. I'm giving McAndrews – compliments again which is very <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> any any kid coached by mcandrews that shows up to tryouts or practice for me is a player i want you can and i don't mean this disrespectful to anybody at all hopefully this comes out comes out the right way you could tell a kid that's been coached by mcandrews that comes out to my mm. team and a kid that has not does that make sense yes, yes. So he has a certain mentality about him. Yeah, he just gets him ready, right? And um, I forget the question. Oh, multi-sport athletes. Yeah. Okay. So and yeah, not and the difference between that and specialization. Yep. So I hate specialization. I think it's the dorkiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right? I mean, it, play sports. Grow up playing sports. Did you guys watch the draft this year? Yeah. Baseball draft. Yep. Oh yeah. 
how many of those guys were multi-sport athletes? Like, learn how to be coached, learn how to, you know, use different muscles. Um, but, yeah, I, baseball is a scenario where I love getting the multi-sport athlete and just not a big fan of, you know, quote-unquote spe- specialization, right? Mm-hmm. My, my mm-hmm. son was a basketball played for in the McAndrews group, mm-hmm. Tommy, and he's a very down-to-earth kid and came to me after freshman year. He's like, Dad – I don't think I want to play anymore. And I'm like, you're playing. You're playing basketball. This is what you do. And he's like, I suck, man. He's like, I really suck at basketball. <laughs> so, you know, it, he's like, I want to focus on baseball. And I'm like, no, you're you're doing the you're doing it again. You're playing your junior, your sophomore year. Do it again. Mm-hmm. He did it. And then finally he came and said, listen, I can't do it anymore. But I, I, I think you should give it a shot, right? Play multi-sport. At, be coached by other coaches mm-hmm. and, and learn learn different things. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the exception is I can understand if you're projected to be a first-round NHL or MLB draft pick and it's your junior year. Okay, if you don't want to play football that year. Football. I yeah. understand. If you yeah. don't want to do something else, once you realize that this is going to make you – you're going to be set for life if you keep doing this, okay, I get it. But 13-year-old kid at middle Ugh. school – you don't need to start only just focusing on on sport X in the offseason. Right, yeah. right. It might have just been the era that I grew up in, you know, back in the Stone Age. But you know, <laughs> the balls were square. You, yeah, <laughs> and we threw rocks. Um, <laughs> baseball was what you did in the summer. Mm-hmm. But if you did it beyond that, you get burned out and bored with it, and it's not fun anymore. Yep. And then in the winter, or you know, we played hockey or basketball, and in the, the fall you played football. That's when you did those things. Yep. Uh, and they stayed interesting because you weren't doing them year-round. Yeah. Do yeah. something year-round. I love baseball, but I think I'd be bored by game 300. Yep, yep. And as yeah. a travel coach, you have to deal with that a lot. How do you prevent burnout from your kids? Uh, I really push the, the the other sports. Mm. Go do something else, right? August first for me is like vacation time, right? Go go relax, study, go lift lift weights, right? I mean, you got they 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 need to get bigger, they need to get stronger. Put the ball away, whatever ball it is, just mm. put it away and work out and get ready. Well, okay, you mentioned weights. I asked Coach Manis this on uh, Monday. Yeah, the the idea of how a baseball player should train has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I was growing up, you'd hear things like, oh, don't lift. It'll mess up your swing. It'll mess up your, your motion. And then you see guys like Yasiel Puig yeah. that could break me in half out there. Their shoulders are bigger than my legs. And you're just like, okay, that's obviously not true. Yep. <laughs> Get in the weight room. In you about can lift. 10 seconds, Stucky's going to bring out Kurt Gibson and Lance Parrish, just yeah. so you know, probably, right? <laughs> Lance Parrish was put together. Yeah, they, cha- they change it, right? Bo yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson was so strong, his his he was too strong for his legs. Ripped yeah. off the bone, he was that. I, he strong. used to break bats over his knee. Yeah, yeah. And Think about like that. a toothpick. And he'd run up walls. Remember, he'd run yeah. up the wall. He he was fun to watch. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess the original question: lifting weights and baseball; those two things can correlate. Yeah, absolutely. They have to. Uh, you know, my my son just. Uh, committed to Saginaw Valley baseball and mm. we're proud of it. We're happy for it. And, you know, one of the first things they said, they boy, get in the weight room, right? Be ready. The skills are there, but lift, get stronger, get bigger, get faster. And just part of the game now. All right. Good stuff. We'll have Mike Rice on again. Oh yeah. We could just, I mean, 
I mean, forget like high school stuff. We could just talk baseball. Oh yeah, for an hour. Roseville I mean. Junior Sports. We can do it yeah. for an hour. <laughs> oh, Bring yeah. it back. Bring I, it back. I, I didn't. I didn't go there. Uh, we will some other time. Yep. Stucky right. will have a whole segment about how the league was corrupt when the he league was, was extremely corrupt. Those darn A's. Uh, the, well, we were honest. Mm. Yeah. It was the Rose. <laughs> it was the Tigers. Uh, the, oh, mm. it was just des- designed so that the Tigers could win championships. So well, the, the year younger, the second place Dodgers. I was on the Dodgers. We were second place every year to the A's. See, the the majors didn't have a Dodgers team. If you're curious oh, really? what they're yeah. talking about, Stucky coached uh, little league. What was it? Thirteen year, twelve year, thirteen, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen year olds in Roseville, and he was coaching that. What when you were probably playing eleven, twelve year olds? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they he. We almost missed you're the so, coach. You're so lucky you didn't play for the oh. A's and that you didn't come up and play for me. I may not be here. <laughs> I may not have made it. I may not have made it through. You, you just, you, you'd ended up like uh, like Marshall, not yeah, like in baseball. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so if yeah, Anyways. so if you were really confused by that last interaction, they're talking 1980s Roseville Little League. I yep. think it was closer to the 90s. 90s. Whatever. Well, it was late 80s. Late 80s, yeah. early yeah. 90s. Somewhere in there. The Soviet Union was still a thing. So yeah. <laughs> It might have been, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you want the last word on this one? Yes, goodbye. <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.